Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Well, one of my uh, New Year's resolutions for 2024 was to wake up earlier, and it doesn't get much earlier than this, so I'm off to a good start here with KJ Carson. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Daily Tip here on the BetQL Network. We were talking a little NFL. We're going to talk much more NFL over the course of the show. But it is playoff day for the college fans, and we've been waiting on this for a while, man. Alabama getting a point and a half versus Michigan, and Texas laying right now. This one keeps moving back and a half, uh, back and forth, minus three and a half to minus four against Washington. We'll break all that down here in just a moment. But first, are we in agreement that this college football bowl season has left a lot to be desired, whether it's fun games, close games, easy games to bet. It just, everybody's opting out with conference realignment over the last couple of years. Guys, they can go pro or deciding, I don't need to play in my bowl game because it's not worthwhile. The sponsors are just goofy. This bowl season has kind of sucked. So the sponsorship had been getting goofy, and I'm okay with that because, like, you'd only, you like, I, I guess the Gator Bowl used to be what was in Tampa, but now it's something totally, it's not even called it. I don't know what the Bulls are anymore. That's okay. What I don't understand is how schools didn't see this coming, especially with NIL. And this is going to be payback for the schools moving forward because after you saw what you what UGA in Florida or just how horrendous that Ohio State-Missouri game was, I mean, I literally turned that game on in the middle of the fourth quarter and realized – I, it was like I just missed the drink. It's like I just missed only enough time to just miss a field goal. It was absolute, it's been absolutely horrible watching. And here's what I think is going to end up happening. I think schools are going to put in their contracts for name, image, and likeness. That your contract for that school representation goes all the way through bowl season. Do you think all those Ohio State fans wanted to fly and go all the way to New Orleans just to see the pips and no Gladys Knight? That's an old-ass reference, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) The idea is, look, these schools have to make their money, and they need those kids on the field that are stars. Nobody wants to see the third-string guy who's never played and the missing star wide receiver who might go number one. This is what they came for. And I think these new NIL deals, the schools are going to step in and say, if a team is selected for a New Year's Day bowl game, they must be present to get there, you know what I mean? Like, you've got to hand in all your books. You can't have any money left over at school to get your diploma. I was more of a Patty LaBelle guy, but you really need to hear nor there. Well, you're on uh, your own. I'm kidding. <laughs> dude, um, that's a good point. It's a really good point that that's what they should do to lock these players in. Maybe it's a little bit unfair. You know, like, I, I'm done. I'm done working. I want to quit at this point. And so I don't know exactly how all that works. Do you think it's going to be a problem? as much next year with players opting out next year they're expanding to a actual playoff system i can't wait i think it's going to be phenomenal i think it's going to be the best postseason in all of sports we're finally going to get a real college football champion that's going to be awesome but do you think that there's going to be players let's say that are on team number six or team number 10 that are going to be in the college football playoff that say screw it i'm still an nfl top 10 pick I'm still not going to play in the bowl game. Is this a problem going forward? Oh, it could get worse, right? So, yeah, if you're, one of the lower, 
it could get worse. If you're one of the lower seeded teams, then yeah, absolutely. What am I? What am I playing for? Right? Like, let me go start my workouts. You know, let me start my workout because you know I've been told I probably am a top fifteen pick. Now here's where it can get worse. Let's say you advance a week and you're one of the better teams, but one of your stars has a tweaked ankle. Well, they're going to go from day to day to no day at all, okay? Because if my ankle's tweaked after a game of, you know, one versus six or one versus 12 or whatever, whatever the combination is, I'm not going to go out there and put more stress on a potential ankle if I know I'm going pro. So if I nick something, I'm not there next week, which makes it worse. It's I'm going to tell you right now, from a gambling perspective, it's going to be bonkers. It's going to be like betting on KU UNLV. It's going to be it's going to be easy. It's going to be one of those situations where you don't know until game time if a star plays so you're you could see huge swings just because someone might have tweaked an ankle in week 1 and in week 2 they're not going to play because they're not going to risk damaging an ankle and they still got the they got the draft coming in in March April. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, watch your mouth when you talk about that alma mater. I'm just KJ saying. Carson. I know. You're saying. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. All right. I'm saying, finally, the college football playoff is here. And we can complain, and Florida State can complain, and Georgia can complain. But we're all going to be watching, and we're all going to be betting on it. The total, first for the Alabama-Michigan game, is at 45 on the surface. Sounds a little low, right? I guess we're not going to get a lot of points in that game. Well, you know, they're they're kind of molasses starting teams, and I think this is one of those that's going to be like a dogfight. So Michigan's defense, which they're better known for, Alabama can play strong defense. And in a lot of, if you think of even their, their last SEC games, like going back to Auburn, that was such a dogfight just for them to win that game. I mean, it was literally a Hail Mary that got them to this point. So I don't see it as a ping-pong match. That's not going to be something that Nick Saban's going to want to see. I don't even think John Harbaugh is going to want to lay uh, Jim Harbaugh is going to want to lay his hat on that. So I like the under on, on a 45 and a half. I think this is a game that might end up being like 21 17 uh, with the balance of the game, probably somewhere late in the fourth quarter. It might be a, a 17 14 game with someone driving to win. So uh, I think that would probably be Alabama. That's who I have as a pick. So I, I yeah, I think it's under 45 and a half. I like Alabama and the, I like Alabama on the money line, even though it's not that Let's great of a deal. Let's go there. So you like the Tide plus one and a half. You like them yes. on the money line. You don't need that stinking one and a half at BetMGM. How much of that is a lifetime achievement award where this is Alabama, this is Nick Saban, this is the best college football program of all of our lifetimes versus a Michigan team who they've been close, dude, but it feels like if they're ever going to win it, this is their year. For the record, I'm on your side. Like, anytime you give me a point and a half with Alabama, I don't need to do any more research. I just take the point and a half and make my bet and move on. Well, look at what Michigan did last year at this point of the playoff. They laid an egg. So you're telling me that you're going to give Nick Saban about four weeks to prepare for one opponent to break down everything that they can and cannot do, say with Jim Harbaugh, where there's going to be these distractions, you know, is he going to the pros? And I'm not saying that he's not prepared as well. Don't get me wrong. I just think it's a situation where <clears throat> I think just having Nick Saban have this amount of time to prepare for an opponent and study them with no distractions. Nobody's talking about who's leaving. Nobody's talking about, you know, uh, someone might be jumping to the portal or who's taking an NFL head coach. 
you know, coaching job. So I, I just give that advantage to Nick Saban. Nick Saban's kind of like Bill Belichick giving him, you know, off of a bye week in, in previous years. So I like say that one and a half um, is probably, yeah, historical, but on the Nick Saban side. I think if Michigan was playing, say, Texas, I would say Michigan would probably be a three and a half point fee. So we're giving Saban a little bit of an edge over Harbaugh. What say you about the quarterback position? Who has the edge, J.J. McCarthy or Jalen Milrow, who at one point this season we didn't know if he was a starter or a backup or going to transfer, and now he looks like an absolute stud. Which of those guys do you like, and do you like either one of those guys prop to throw for over 200 yards? I like both of them to throw for over 200 yards. But I J.J. McCarthy, I think, has never had to be this dynamic as he would against an Alabama team as much as Jalen Miro has had to be dynamic just to keep his job this season, if that makes sense. So look, Jalen Milrow, we're not talking about like an elite college quarterback, but he can make big plays at big times in big moments and make big throws. That's the other kind of thing. So I, I, I give the edge to Milrow in this situation just because he's had to go through some pretty tough situations just to get to this point this season where Let's just call it what it is. The Big Ten is, is is kind of a little bit of watered-down coffee. You know, you beat Ohio State, and then this is the same Ohio State who could I, – I mean, they couldn't move the ball against Missouri. So you now have to rethink how good of an Ohio State team did Michigan really beat, where with Alabama, you're like, hey, you just beat probably the greatest college football team in the, in, in the last 25 years. And that was your last victory. So, you know, Michigan just beat Iowa. No, that's a really good point, is that Georgia looks like absolute world beaters and Alabama beat them. Although, what can you really take away from a lot of these bowl games? That's what sucks as a better man. Most of the time, KJ, you can play that. Well, they played them and beat them, and they played them and beat them up. So this is how I think the game's going to go. The fact is, that was a shell of Florida State. We're seeing a lot of that, backups all over the place, so it's kind of tough to play that game. Even with Ohio State without their quarterback, it's tough to judge how good these teams, even today, are going to be based on their previous opponents because that's not really what we've seen in bowl season. Well, let's just be honest with Ohio State. If Marvin Harrison Jr. was still out there, I think Ohio State wins that game in its hands. Down. So I don't even scored think... a touchdown. Well, probably a few, right, because who's going to defend him? So if you're going to tell me that they didn't win because really their top receiver was out there, well, then that's a statement about the quarterback, right? So, uh, again, you know, this is the thing. In Florida State, you almost just kind of feel bad, and I'm not going to buy into the narrative and say, well, this is why they shouldn't have been in the bowl game. Well, because they had, like, you know, like pretty much half of a team opt out, like almost the entire side of – like 12 guys were not there. So, and what are they doing? Doing those workouts, getting ready for scouts and, and senior bowls in the pro days. So you just, you know, I think some things you can gauge, and I think Ohio State's one of those teams you can gauge where their quarterback really was just the game manager and I think heading for the portal. So <laughs> they, they weren't really missing much other than their top receiver. Yeah, that Florida State team was pretty makeshift. I think I saw your uncle that you were talking about earlier that had the Bills yeah. money. I think yeah. he was out there playing wide receiver. That was just a bunch of dudes. Yeah, he's Let's been out of eligibility for 30, 40 years. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Of it. I'm still yeah. pretty sure I saw his ass out there. Um, 
Let's talk about the other game coming up later on today as far as the college football playoff goes. Dude, I think the underdog is barking. The Washington Huskies, Texas, laying three and a half as I speak right now at BetMGM. I'm all over Washington. KJ, Washington hasn't lost since October, and that's last October. They lost back-to-back games. They were on a good winning streak before that. They've won every game since then. I think they've got the better quarterback in Michael Penix Jr. Talk me out of Washington money. No, actually, my best bet for the day, not to spoil the show, but those we cycle audiences in radio, but my best bet of the day is Moneyline Washington. Look, Texas and Jenks will probably sit up from his, his undertaker bed when he hears me say this. Texas is in this game strictly because they beat Alabama in week two. That's the only reason why they're in here. The Big 12 was, I mean, if you thought the Big 10 was water coffee, the Big 12 was pretty much iced tea with no sugar. You gross. know, we're, it was gross, right? And and for me, there's still an issue I have with, okay, Texas, in your championship game, you beat a, a three-loss Oklahoma State. You, 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 you see what I'm saying? An Oklahoma State team who lost to Kansas, if I believe, or – Easy. Or, right. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. Kansas was the one – that, that should get, like, if you ever do a 30 for 30 of why Texas should be in there, there should be a section of the show about Kansas football this year because they <laughs> pretty much game? because they pretty much peed on everybody's tree. Oklahoma's, Oklahoma State's, but it should have been, it should have affected Texas as well. I don't think that Texas really should have been in this playoff. So I think they kind of get exposed. The only thing that concerns me about the Huskies is you can get a lot of drops from their secondary receivers. So if Michael Penix Jr. finds himself with because he throws like he throws a pro ball, if some of his secondary receivers are dropping balls, it's going to keep Texas in the game. If if he keeps connecting with his A one receiver, man, it's going to be a pinball. It's going to be pinball wizard game like that. Sixty three and a half. They know. They know it's pinball machine time. So you like the overs in that one because the oh. you were you were the you were the undertaker in the other game at forty five yes. Bama and Michigan. You're going to play the overs at 63 and a half in this other game. Oh, absolutely. Ping pong, Pac-12 football comes live in stereo, folks. It's going to, this is going to be a game. I think probably the first team that gets to 35 wins the game. What about That's the how close it'll be. I love Penix Jr. His over under KJ. Yeah. 309 and a half, dude. See, yeah, there you go. and a half. Quinn yeah. Ewers number is big too, though. 288 and a half. Who's more likely to go over? We got like 30 seconds left. Both. Both. And I think maybe Quinn Ewers in the final minutes of the game. But yeah, Penix, I I mean, I took him down for 300, like off top before I even, like, psh, yeah, he's passing for 300. So your over's on everything. I love it. I'm, that's, yeah. that's what I'm hoping happens. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm going to lay down overs on all the props, overs on the game in Washington on the money line. We still got tons of time to talk sports here on the daily tip. Coming up next, it's time for your Levine's list. The playoffs are almost here, and I've got the most dangerous teams 10 through 1 once we get there, right here on the Bet QL Network. The Daily Tip will be right back on the Bet QL. 